Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Gerald Borgay, Saul Bookman, and Espo. And gentlemen, the question of the day is, if you say next, are you referring to the 2022-23 season or the 2023-24 season? If you say next season today, which season are you referring to? If you say next season today, you're referring to the 2022-23 season. Amen. Because right now, <laughs> A, one, the new league year hasn't started. That starts July 1st. Mm-hmm. So technically, the league year isn't over yet. And two, it's the off season when the when the league year starts over. So you can't be in season when you're in an off season and when a new league year hasn't started. It, it Next season right now is 2022-23. No, 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 no. Absolutely false. Listen, as soon as the Warriors wrap things up, everybody was on to this season. Next season. The season we are now in. They're on to next season. No, everybody's ready. The the draft is coming up. We're all ready for this season. Like, there is no next. Next season is after DeAndre Aiden's already playing for the Pistons or some dumb shit, right? Like, it's not this season. This season is right now. I'm with you, Saul. If I'm referring to this upcoming season, I'm going to say this season. But you said upcoming season, right? So as in the next upcoming season. No, this season. season. No, the next next upcoming season season would be 2023. Yeah, then if it was the next (laughs) season, I would say the next season. The next one. We're in this one. Y'all are like oh. the people that on Sunday are already making plans for their next weekend. And they're like, oh, yeah, this weekend. It's next weekend. You're still in the same weekend. <laughs> you haven't gotten to the week yet. Come on. I, I know it's unholy when Saul and Lindsay decide to agree on right? anything, which makes it wrong just because of that. It feels unnatural. The off-season moves that you're about to make are for this upcoming season. Yes, so it's exactly. for the next season. season. For the next season, the upcoming season. Not so why do you have opening season. night of a season if the season started in June? It, why don't we just call it another day in the season? Like opening day is where the fucking season starts. Well, by your but but by your logic, then July first is is the new league year, so it can't be that day either. No, the new league year is when the offseason starts, when you can legally tamper with a guy. <laughs> yeah, but you have the draft before the technical new new league yes, year, but the draft the conclu- affects this upcoming season. It affects next season. <laughs> all, all I'm seeing are chats on our side, so. Uh, no, the chat's no. wrong. Yeah, you guys are wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Join Lindsay and, and hate on the fans. Gerald and I will be the men of the people here and take care of the girthlings like we should. <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys. Oh, that's most pandering? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a lot more new rumors today. How fun, yes. how exciting. I love this time of the year. So there are rumors that the Suns are looking at trading Cam Johnson for the eighth overall pick in the upcoming draft to free up cap space to keep DA is what the first rumor was. Now, originally, as Gerald kind of mentioned in our group chat before the show started, that kind of felt really speculative, okay? But then we had Jonathan, I'm going to screw up his last name again, Giveny, mm -hmm. right? Hey. Yeah. Okay. Jonathan yeah. Giveny on Zach Lowe's podcast said that the Suns have quietly made inquiries to prospects projected to go in the lottery and that New Orleans at number eight is reportedly one of the teams they've spoken to. So that maybe adds a little bit of validity to this rumor. How are you guys feeling about this conversation? I think, listen, from day from day one with DA, I feel like the the really the the theme of this ops off season is just see what's out there, see where your options are, because clearly you didn't win a championship, you fell woefully short compared to the expectations you set for yourself after the regular season, and you just came off of a finals uh, you know run. Like you you have some holes that you need to fill and you have some some needs that you need to to address and so you might as well see what is out there and who's going to bite at what apple uh, to give you what you need and, and that's what i think with da i think that with with cam i don't think there's anybody on this roster that is quote unquote untouchable outside of devin booker i really don't if the right opportunity presents itself i think the Suns will take a look at those opportunities and, and, and ponder whether or not that will actually improve the team um, more than not. So I, I have no problem with, with trying to figure out if Cam Johnson is going to give you an asset that you desperately need. You, you guys want to know what this time of year should be called. It should be called bullshit season because we're, you're going to hear contradicting reports, which we did today. One report uh, you know, from a national outlet, the Suns are trying to trade Cam Johnson for the number eight pick. Another report, from a local place. The Suns aren't trying to trade into the draft. Like, it's all bullshit right now. Nobody knows exactly what's going on. You got agents feeding one side of the story, teams leaking information another way. Uh, you know, reporters are in the middle reporting what information they're getting. It's really tough to tell what the truth is in all this. It's subterfuge. That's all right now is, right? And, and I think you can start to read kind of based on how many reports are coming out, what's kind of true and what isn't, but it's tough right now. I don't buy anything until a move is done based on what any reports we hear right now, unless it comes from Gerald. Well, that's nice. But this is why I hate this time of year because it's all smokescreen season, like Espo was saying, and you just don't know what to put stock in. When I first read that report, it seemed very speculative, and it, it just – like the whole angle as far as them having to choose cam or DA, like that's not what this is about. Like any DA extension is going to put you into the luxury tax automatically with or without cam Johnson. Cause he only makes 5.8 million this upcoming season. So if you're trading cam Johnson to maintain flexibility, to keep DA or whatever that report said, you are trying to avoid the luxury tax down the line. 
which again would be malpractice for this team to do that, to break up a good team, unless you are getting an upgrade back in any Cam Johnson trade. Like we've talked about this. We all agree that like keeping that core four together is probably their best avenue to continuing to contend for a title and keeping that championship window open. It doesn't make sense to trade Cam Johnson just to avoid future luxury tax bills when you're already going to be in the luxury tax with any DeAndre Ayton extension. That would be malpractice. It would go against everything that James Jones and Robert Sarver have said publicly over the last two years about we're not afraid to dip into the luxury tax if we feel we've got a good team. Like Suns fans would have every reason to be furious if they just dump Cam Johnson because if you're dumping him for the number eight overall pick or a top 10 pick, the salary you're paying that rookie is going to be around the same amount anyway. So you might as well keep a guy who's already established unless you really, really, really like somebody in that top 10. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Can I get, can I get deep in the weeds? Maybe we're just seeing one piece of the puzzle, right? If you zoom out, maybe you, you make this kind of move because that number six pick is an asset that somebody wants in a bigger trade or number eight pick, pardon me, is an asset somebody wants in a bigger trade more than they want Cam Johnson. That's the only way I could see that some of this could start to make sense, but there's too many dominoes that have to fall for that to be, because then you'd have to have agreed on a parameter to deal with somebody else in a way that would be tampering. Then you'd have to make this deal hoping that that doesn't fall through or you don't get caught for tampering. There's too many pieces for it to make sense. There's no way that you would give up Cam Johnson to a Western conference team, especially one that, that almost took you to the brink in the first round and make them better for a draft pick there. It, it does not make a, a lot of sense any way you cut it. A couple of last thoughts on this before we move on to something else. But I, I do think it's worth noting that one Blazers insider told me that Portland looked into trading for Cam Johnson at the deadline. And he characterized it as passive shopping under the thinking that, it was kind of like a mini DA situation where the Suns might not want to pay him down the line, but they obviously kept him past the trade deadline. The Blazers weren't offering to or willing to offer the number seven pick in that scenario, but just food for thought um, just in case this conversation comes up again. And it's also worth noting that with this Cam Johnson stuff, this is kind of a workaround that uh, Mike V Hill pointed out on Twitter. Like you can't negotiate, with teams as far as a DA sign and trade, as far as which rookies we like in this upcoming draft. But you can, if you're doing it floating Cam Johnson, like, oh, we like this rookie in a Cam Johnson deal. And then later it turns out that that rookie is involved in the DeAndre Ayton sign and trade. That could be a potential workaround as far as avoiding a tampering fine. So that's another thing to keep in but mind. That doesn't even make sense with New Orleans. No. Well, no, you would, yeah, that's true. But as yeah. far as other top 10 picks, because the other report was that they were looking for lottery picks, that could apply there. And it also, also is worth mentioning, while we've been talking, John Gambadoro tweeted, there's no truth to the Cam Johnson yeah. number eight pick. So. But he's getting that from the Pelicans. Again, it's bullshit season. So you got to gotta understand yeah. the source and, and, and who do you trust? He's right. getting it from Dave Griffin, who he's known for years when he was in the Suns. But I'll tell you this, having known people that work with Dave Griffin. Dave Griffin was known to float fake information to try to suss out people who were floating fake and floating out information within organizations. So, so there, none of this is, you can trust right now. So what you're saying, 
is it goes all the way to the top, right? Do you want to get real dark and go down a conspiracy theory path with me? Oh my God, yes. If we go to the darkest timeline, right? (laughs) And we look at this, Mm -hmm. okay? Robert Sarver has found out that nothing is coming based on the organ. He's not going to have to sell the organization based on the investigation. And he said, oh, you guys thought I was cheap before. Fuck all you. I'm burning this to the ground just despite everybody that tried to screw me. So that's a that's something that floated on the Internet. I don't think that's actually what's going on. But I love when it gets real dark when when everybody's like, hey, what's the craziest possible uh, reason that this is coming? That is the darkest who, timeline who possible. Absolute, <laughs> who absolutely shit on your Cheerios, Espo? Why do you always have to bring the fucking most negative things to this I show love, all the time? I love like, the dark. I love the dark the stuff. Of the ground, like, and you said you love that shit? What is wrong with you? I do. I I love a great conspiracy oh theory. There's but, nothing better than than put on the like Chris says in the in the chat. Put on that tinfoil hat. Get in the corner and let's talk about the craziness. Let's connect the dots. Also, if you prepare for the worst, everything is going to be a pleasant surprise for the better. You're not going and, to be disappointed. Let's be oh honest what here, kind too. Of way is that to live your life? <laughs> it's terrible. Like, I'm just trying to help. Oh, as Let's be honest. This is an owner that traded, as Matt Peterson on Twitter put it out, two first-round picks and a starting player for a draft pick from Oklahoma City just to sell shed salary cap back in the day when they were in the midst of trying to make a run with the seven seconds or less sons. Of course, that was the Kurt Thomas deal. So it's not as insane as it may sound. Okay, getting us back on track. But here's the thing. This is why you have to always take these rumors with a grain of salt, not just because of what Espo shared about how people will flow information intentionally or wrong information intentionally, but also while we're getting these reports that the Suns are interested in potentially trading Cam Johnson for that number eight pick, we're also getting that they're not. So Dwayne Rankin posted an article today with NBA.com writer Mark Medina saying Quote, don't expect a draft day either, considering the Suns hardly want to break up a team still equipped to overcome their recent second round uh, flameout. Instead, look for the Suns to address their roster needs during free agency. So, so really getting two sides of the coin here. One person is saying they're all in, they're going to trade. Then another person is saying it's not happening. So, so uh, this is such a tough time and it's fun to have a conversation about it, but you really can't know for sure and even if you did know for sure for sure from james jones that who's to say that something couldn't happen last minute that makes that potential trade just just you know what i mean has anybody checked in with gladys on twitter (laughs) does she have any insight into what the hell's going on I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Seriously, we've got an NBA.com writer telling us the Suns are making no trades. We've got an ESPN.com writer telling us they're looking to move into the lottery. Nobody knows anything. Honestly, at the end of the day, for me, this is just James Jones doing his due diligence. He's going mm-hmm. to check in with people, see what they're offering, see what they want in return. He's he, he's told us that so many times before that he if. Gerald, you've said it. If nothing else, he's very thorough. You know what I mean? I mean, he could actually be doing all of these things, these scenes to see what his options are, but that doesn't mean they're going to come to fruition. It just doesn't. If I were an NBA GM, I'd leak shit just for 
for fun. Same. Like to just listen to all these people chase their tails because like it's ridiculous how quick this stuff becomes almost fact just because one rumor gets out there regardless of the source. So I hate this how time you of feel. year. I hate this I time. Get, I just, I still can't get over the whole doomsday scenario that, that's going to out. So <laughs> I've is... just been distracted for the last five minutes about that. So I have nothing to add to this conversation. I, I thought you had a theory for us, though. Well, we, I always have a theory. And the main theory is that this is all leading to the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is the most important thing as courtesy of our four, our friends for Four Peaks, who are the biggest picture in the beer, uh, you know, uh, picture. Uh, fuck, I'm fucking this all up. Landscape. Uh, start over. Beer landscape. Start there over. it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, there it is. The biggest news in the beer landscape, Four Peaks, obviously. Let me get to my fridge again. Here we go. One more time. <laughs> the world's fridge. famous fridge. <laughs> this time we got a little peach, and uh, there's a guy that would like to uh, leave Brooklyn and, and be in a more peachy scenario, and that would be uh, the one, the only Kevin Durant. My pitch today for the one, the only Slim Reaper is he's a big-time gamer. And I think, I think if he should come to Phoenix, here at PHNX, we will literally build him his own game room. Yes, his own game room. KD's PHNX game room right here live and in effect what it's all about and if you notice on his monitors he's got himself playing a little nba 2k and if you see that little monitor in the middle uh you can have your own burner studio kd all your burner tweets can go live from the kd's phnx game room we will build this for you come home to the valley this is what it's all about kd that's the big picture right there presented by four peaks we're uh we're trying to get KD in the house. I'm not who's, gonna stop until it happens. Whose salary is that coming out of? It's not mine, is it? Uh no, uh, Brandon, Sp- uh, Brandon Spano. Brandon oh, there Spano. we go. Okay, we can live with that. Yeah. Hold on. I so- have it on good authority that he has already approved the budget for KD to come to Phoenix uh so we can build this massive game room. <laughs> it'll it'll be the same size as our office, but that's okay. Whatever KD needs, he gets. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta I gotta ask. So we're chasing oh, yeah. DA out of town because he plays too many video games. But we're going to build KD his own video game room. I'm cool with it. I'm just trying to make oh, sure. No, 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 Espo. No, 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 no. If DA wants his own game room, I will build him that too. Like, don't get that <laughs> That's just Cue the music. Card. That's on Saul's <laughs> card. Go. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, I've also gotten that approved in the budget as well. He just doesn't oh, know. Oh, my so. gosh. Uh, Four just... peaks, y'all. Enjoy. <laughs> So remember, if you are enjoying Four Peaks beer, enjoy responsibly, and you have to be 21 or older. All right, guys, so we talked about all the rumors, but just for the sake of entertainment, let's fans do trade and get that number eight pick in this upcoming draft. What are some pros you guys be looking to snag? Saul, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, great – uh, players out there uh, this is kind of like my big board or my dream sheet if you will some of these guys won't be there at number eight um or even at number six we can't forget about the the potential um, movement with the pacers as well uh to me at the top of the list if you keep da and you somehow got the number eight pick is keegan murray from iowa um he's a power forward he is a beast uh, he's strong physically can play defense at a very high level 
uh, can shoot from the perimeter. He can handle the ball uh, many times this year. You've seen him do like the point forward thing where he just takes it from coast to coast with ease. Um, but he's a bruiser. He's much like an Al Horford type of player, um, but also, you know, younger and more athletic. So that's great. And then next after that, if you're not going to go the power forward route, um, if you decide you want to back up Chris Paul and you want to groom somebody for the future, I think there's a couple of prospects. Um, Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. Again, Johnny Davis and Dyson Daniels, both of them, are defensively are probably the best guards in the draft, or two of the best guards in the draft, I should say. Uh, they just they've got great uh, length. Uh, they're they're strong physically, and uh, both of them uh, it, it can 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 make plays for other players. Now, Dyson Daniels is more of a playmaker. Um, uh, n- not a score. He's more of a facilitator than he is a scorer. So that's his his one of his main weaknesses. Uh, Johnny Davis can can score from all different levels. And if you love mid range jumpers like we know the Suns do, Johnny Davis is your guy. And then I took two guys that I felt like were just kind of freaks. Uh, Shaden Sharp, six five, uh, seven foot wingspan, probably the most athletic guy that would have played in college basketball this year. Unfortunately, injuries precluded that from happening. He missed the entire year from Kentucky, um, but he he can score at every single level. Super athletic kid. Uh, He's going to move all over the draft board because of the injury factor and not being able to see him play this year. Um, It's got some teams a little little, little nervous to to take him that high. And then, obviously, I had to go with the hometown product and Ben Matherin, who is also just a, a, a physical freak, can jump out the gym, seen him multiple times in person always been impressed uh one of the best guards come out of u of a in in quite some time which is saying something because you know we they have a history of of excellent guard play so um and they can score those two guys can score and if you're looking for a playmaker um, i think those two guys uh, could facilitate that as well but again these are all rookies these are all rookies and the one thing that the reason why i like keegan murray probably the best out of all five of those guys is we know James Jones loves him some old draft prospects, and he's 22 years old. He's a little long in the tooth, uh, and so I like I like what he would be able to, you know, potentially step in and provide immediately for the Suns team, uh, especially from a, a position of need. You know, that's uh, power forward is, has long been a, a position of need for the Suns, um, and so I, I would like that pick. So those are your five prospects that I think would be – uh, ones to watch for if they should get the number eight pick. Yeah, Keegan Murray, if they could get in a position to land him, it seems like he'd make sense. Can shoot mm-hmm. the long ball, can rebound, which was another big problem, uh, and is a scorer, fits a position you need. That That's one that intrigues me. For sure. He's expected, a lot of mock drafts expect him to go to number six to Indiana. That's why I said not necessarily completely off the table, even if he goes to number six, because as we know, there's been a lot of rumors about uh, DA possibly going to Indiana um, as well. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen somewhere between like closer to five, six, but even as high as four on some people's uh, big boards. So, I don't, if we move into that eight spot, I don't think that he's going to be available at eight. But if we do end up at six, there is a potential for him to be available. I like him. I think he's like, he's, he's a bucket. I'm not mad at him at all. And this is why it'll be good when we have our draft show on Thursday. We'll be able to be going through a lot of these teams like Detroit, Indiana, whoever they pick, and taking a look and saying, okay, like, are these guys that we could see being involved in a DeAndre Ayton trade down the line? Um, So definitely make sure to join us for that draft day show. We're going to be chilling, playing some games, having some good interviews, 
uh, on Thursday. We'll probably be getting started at 445. So come hang out with us for sure. We're going to be breaking down everything that happens and how it relates to the Suns, despite the fact that they have zero picks in this draft. Gerald, was that your first? Was that Gerald's first ad read? I think so. That wasn't (laughs) an an ad ad read roulette. (laughs) Was that an ad? I feel like it was was kind of an ad read. Nice job, Gerald. By the way, who's the drunkest after four and a half hours with the Suns having no picks? (laughs) It might be me. I may may get there. You don't drink enough to get drunk. Well, I'm I'm also Uh, That's not true. We literally have video proof of him at the DMVR bar. Drunk as hell. Special... I had to take his ass 800 miles away to get him drunk to that level. <laughs> like, to put him in the mountains. Here locally. <laughs> and, and he just came off of an illness, so I know he's going to use that as an excuse two, to not drink Two will have me drunk really after an illness. illness. I'm just sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Love you, buddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Espo came back and gave Espo's return, and he's taking shots left and right. Literally, you're lying, because you're Saul, hopefully tomorrow. Saul's ass got too comfortable on this show because neither of you keep him in check. So he had a whole week of just running wild on this program without anybody taking care of him. I literally let Espo talk for the first 15 minutes of this show. Jesus. How, Lindsay, how did we get thrown under the bus for this? I, I'm still – now we're catching strays. Right. Everybody catching strays Because that's what, that's what Espo does. He throws everybody yeah. under the table. Well, no, Espo no came for you. Espo came for you on Monday. Came mm-hmm. for Saul today. So I'm guessing that means I'm tomorrow. So I'm going to be sick tomorrow, y'all. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's like Gerald and Saul and Espo said, we're going to dive deeper into a lot of these draft prospects on Thursday and a little bit tomorrow as well. But just a reminder, if you want to bet on the 2022 NBA draft, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up because they've got a promo for you to get $100 in free bets. So all you have to do is use that promo code PHNX and bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game, no matter what, you're going to get $100 in free bets. It's that simple. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. You must be 21 or older, Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, restrictions apply, see show notes for details. But take advantage of that. Get in on some of the action on DraftKings Sportsbook. Honestly, it just makes things so much more fun. When you've got some money on the line, it makes you feel like you're actually in the game a little bit more or in the draft, whichever one you want to gamble on. And uh, it makes things way more enjoyable or at the very least, finding some friends who are into it because that's also fun to watch them freak out about things. That's why I like hanging out and watching games with Shane because he gets so excited sometimes. <laughs> All right, guys. It's Shane's got like a 15-pick parlay for the draft coming up. I, I just smell it. I feel like I saw somebody on social the other day that turned like, I don't know, it was like a 19-leg parlay that was like a hundred, uh, $1,500 bet that turned into like 20000 or something like that. No, it was like it was like three hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, was it? Damn. Yeah, you don't put fifteen hundred on a nineteen legger and only win twenty two grand. I promise That's you that. True. Unless, unless you're like the worst gambler in the world, <laughs> <laughs> you took nothing but sure things all the way across. The board. That would probably be me though. <laughs> so, all right, it's Tuesday, and that means it's time to bust out the trade 
machine. We don't have sound effects, but there you go. That's what you get. (laughs) Gerald has come up with three different scenarios to get Malcolm Brogdon in a son's uniform, and we're going to discuss them right now. So first up, uh, this one has Malcolm Brogdon for Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and a 2023 first round pick. Gentlemen, how do you feel about this trade machine Tuesday potential? Oh, I wish I had a button that I could hit. Except. Oh, I I thought you were saying except something. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) I I, I love that one. I love this one. Uh, Listen, if the Suns want to stay on this run of, you know, of, of, you know, high performance and winning a lot of games, uh, that 2023 first round pick is basically useless. It's much like what they traded to get Landry Shamit, ironically enough, uh, last year. So um, I love this 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 draft pick because Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Malcolm Brogdon suffers from the same thing CP3 suffers. And I think those two together gives you one healthy man for the postseason, which I really love. So I yeah, listen, I think Malcolm Brogdon is a is a surefire answer if you can pull it off. So honestly, I, I feel I, like that was my biggest concern too. Is just like, is there any concern over the injury situation that comes with Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah, there that is a definite concern. Like he only played 36 games last year. Um, he makes 22.6 million next year, but he still has three years and 67.6 million left on his contract overall. Um, and he does turn 30 in December, so it's not like you're getting a guy who is in the same kind of group as your core guys. But at the same time, like he's still a career, basically 38% shooter. He's averaged about 19 points a game since he joined the Pacers. He's a good combo guard who could play either spot next to Chris Paul or next to Devin Booker. And as far as like pseudo starters who could either fill in for Chris Paul and spot starts and eventually succeed him one day or be high-end backups, like he's probably about as good as you'd be able to do um, I, I think people are looking at that first round pick as being too much for him. You're not going to get Malcolm Brogdon for Jay Crowder and Landry Shamit. I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to have to throw in a draft pick with that kind of framework. Uh, even with Crowder being an expiring salary and Shamit being a spot up shooter, you have to throw in something that entices the Pacers. And in this particular deal, even that might not be enough just because yeah. they're going to get offers for Brogdon. Like, they, they're dealing from a position of power. They can still keep him, but I think they would prefer to deal him because they've got Tyrese Halliburton and a couple of other young guards now. The, the thing, the 2023 first-round pick, if it works out the way you want it, is you know 25 through 30. Like It's in right. that range because this may, keeps you in contention. So I'd make that in a heartbeat. And you, you point to the number of games that Brogdon played last year due to injury. I haven't gone back and researched, but some of that, it would not shock me if they shelved him because they were tanking at the end too. So mm-hmm. some of those games missed maybe in part because of that, which we all understand very well because we saw that. Here in Phoenix and also like the, the weight of the, the team is not on just his shoulders. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and that's the other part of this is that, you know, between CP three and, and Malcolm, like they would be able listen. I think CP three feels a lot more comfortable you know, relinquishing the reins a bit if he knows that he has a solid veteran backup in Malcolm Brogdon as well. Like, I think that's a little easier to be like, okay, 
You get some minutes. I'm good with that because I know that the team's not going to fall off a cliff. With campaign, you couldn't necessarily say that night in and night out. So, um, you know, maybe CP3 is playing 25 minutes and Malcolm's playing 22. Like, that's that's a perfect scenario right there if you're the Suns and for Malcolm Brogdon and for CP3. And we should note that that trade can't go down until after draft night because the Suns already owe another team their 2022 pick. So you'd have to wait until the calendar resets as far as being able to trade picks in, in back-to-back years. So we'd have to wait till next season? No, this season. <laughs> Damn you guys. I'm no, not touching, I'm not touching you. Nope. <laughs> I almost got him, Lindsay. I almost got him. <laughs> All right. The second one is Malcolm Brogdon, O'Shea Brissett for campaign Landry Shamit and Cam Johnson. Do you like this one better or worse? I mean, for me personally, I like this one a little bit worse, I feel like, but I'm higher on Cam Johnson than some people are. I understand that. Um, It it just feels like if you can't get away with that 2023 first rounder, you're going to have to up the ante somehow. Um, And in this deal, you are getting O'Shea Brissett back, who's a guy that not a lot of people know about, but he did kind of come on strong for the Pacers later on in the year. He averaged 14 points and seven rebounds a game over his last 25 games of the season. Um, But even then, he wasn't very efficient. He shot like 41%, 35% from three, and the Pacers went 6-19 and over that stretch. So it was kind of a case of a guy getting big minutes on a losing team. Um, But in this case, you are giving the Pacers a young talent to kind of compensate for losing Brogdon. Uh, You're not having to send a first-round pick. But I, I, I personally like the first one better but that first one still feels maybe a little bit unrealistic in terms of being able to get Brogdon for that price. Yeah. I don't think Cam Johnson uh, – I think I think if you're Indiana, you absolutely take this option. Yeah. Um, if you're the Suns, Cam Cam might be too much of a of something to, to, to try and swallow. Man, I just I – don't, I don't like that one. It's too big of a pill to swallow. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably get better if uh, – better players if Cam is the bait to be honest. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the thing that Suns fans need to remember is these trades take two partners, right? And eventually you're going to have to give up something to get something, especially if you feel you're getting substantially better. So yeah, it's great that you have Cam Johnson in the fold and everything, but at some point, one of these core guys may have to go to land you pieces that you really feel put you in a better position to win a championship. I just don't know that that's the deal that does it. You know, real quick, I want to address something in the chat. Uh, DET Nibble uh, said these trades go against what James Jones is about, which is continuity. And I agree with that. However, this whole offseason has been rumor filled with getting rid of DA today, getting rid of Cam Johnson. Like, again, I think I think your continuity only goes as far as your success. And when you have a failure like you did in this postseason, you have to address some things because it's all good if the whole team's like kumbaya and we're getting along and we love each other. But if you get bounced the way you did this year, you got to address some things and change some things up because the ultimate goal is to win a championship. So we might not love it and we might not like it and we might really love some of these players that might leave. But at the end of the day, is it what's in the best interest of the Phoenix Suns? That's all James Jones cares about. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved Jeff Hornacek in this town, and they were like, don't trade him, don't trade They trade him for Barkley, and it changes the complexion of things. They take that next step from being good enough to make the Western Conference Finals to being the best team record-wise in the NBA and making the finals and just running into a buzzsaw that was Michael Jordan. 
those things happen sometimes to move things forward. Continuity is only uh, as good as can we win a championship? If that answer is no, continuity goes out the window. It's just kind of sometimes it's a little bit scary making moves with players that you love and you have faith in for somebody new who may not be a, a 100% foolproof, right? Because then you're taking another risk and you're like, well, does the risk outweigh the reward? Is it, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a tough situation to be in because it's just so much unknown. It's not like, you know, we're tr- if, if it's a superstar, then you know exactly what you're going to get. And even though some of these guys have been in the league for a really long time, it's still a coin toss, whether they fit in really well or well work here or something happens, you know what I mean? So I think it's just the unknown that is a little bit scary for some people sometimes, but the chat was not on board with that second one, yeah. uh, that, that second trade option. They were not on board with it at all. One of these days we're going to have to get in and maybe we need to do it sooner than later <laughs> is we need to get into the psychology of Cam Johnson, why he is so loved by so many people. And there's like, there's some adverse reactions to the, to, to Cam Johnson being traded. Like, it's not just, you know, like you either understand like, okay, he's, he's an asset and he's, you know, assets sometimes have to be moved or you are just like, no, he's basically Devin Booker part two. Don't let him go. I love him so much. And it's really fascinating to me to see that because Cam Johnson on paper stats wise and analytics wise, tremendous three point shooter um, and a suitable score. Like he averages 10 to 11 points a game. Uh, like I think of what three assists or one rebounder or three rebounds and one assist a game, like his stats don't blow you away, but I think people are always thinking about the, the, what if, what if he gets a chance in the starting lineup? What if he, he can, he can develop that mid range game a little bit better than he, he's shown so far, because we see these flashes, a 38 point game against the Knicks and a buzzer beater, or, you know, what he did in the finals to, to kind of show you that he could take that next step. These flashes, I feel like are these teasers that make people want to fall in love with Cam Johnson. But then at the end of the day, you got to look at him like, well, can we get a better player that's more consistent overall that can elevate us to a championship? And that's the tough decision that the Suns are in right now. And it's really fascinating to watch this play out in the chat because there's a lot of people that are like, don't you fucking touch Cam. (laughs) It's simple, Saul. Phoenix Suns fans kink is they, they really like fringe guys, right? Kelly Oubre Jr. back in the day, Elliot Perry, like these guys that that aren't the star, but you know we like him. He he's he's the, he's our guy kind of thing, and yeah. it's always the, been the something that under falls in love with it. What? Oh, oh. The ultimate under wow. not, not underachiever. No, 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 no. Maybe that was the bad word. The, <laughs> the backup quarterback, right? The underdog, right? Cam Johnson shouldn't have been picked as high as he was picked. Somehow, like oh. We had no idea he was this good. We found this guy. He's our guy. Great pick. Love him. Don't let him go. Well, okay, but if you can find somebody with better value and better for what you're doing, why wouldn't you at least look at it? Right. Maybe like, underachiever was the wrong word. I, right. I acknowledge that. And I, I think if you can get like a Kevin Durant or a Stark, and we should acknowledge like all of us don't see Brogdon as like a Barkley type that no, you no. like, there's a reason all of us agreed. Like we don't really like that second trade, but the thing is like Cam Johnson is beloved for those reasons, but he's also really well liked because of the specific skill set that he has like three point shootings at a premium in this league being able to play multiple positions. He can, you can put him at the two through the four. 
and he'll be okay. Like those are all very valuable things in a wing heavy league now. So you need guys like Cam Johnson. There's a reason 29 other teams would love to have Cam Johnson. He can also be a starter or a bench guy for you in depending on what position you play in that. So I think that versatility and the skill set he brings to the table is part of why people are so like animated when you bring Cam Johnson to the trade machine. Um, I think that's part of it too. And beyond all of that, Steven said it best in the comments. He's a sweet baby angel. <laughs> so when you add all these things together, that's why you get what you get. So it just right. is. <laughs> and, and I do, I do want to address this too. Cause I see the comment, like I would prefer Mikhail over cam and people already looking ahead to cam's next contract. Like Mikhail should get paid more. Totally agree. But it's not Mikhail versus cam. You can have both as long as your owner is willing to do what it takes to keep a winning team together. That's a different question. Yeah, let's not let's not pit them against each other just yet, you guys. All right, last one that you got for us, Gerald. Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner for Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and DeAndre. And better yeah, so worse. This was just for variety. I don't want anyone jumping down my throat on this. This was just for variety in case we wanted a DA sign and trade option. But if you are doing a DA sign and trade with the Pacers, this is about as good as you're going to get. Like I know in the past we talked about Chris Duarte and the number six pick, but like this is better. You have Malcolm Brogdon involved in the deal and you get a downgrade at center with Miles Turner, obviously, but mathematically it works. The Pacers have enough cap space to absorb the extra salary that would normally fail a trade like this. The math works on the Suns side. They get Brogdon. They get one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. And then if you have to do a DA sign and trade, you could do worse than this. But I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Gerald, the chat is so excited you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not on board this at all. Obviously, you knew I wasn't going to be. That's probably why you did it anyway in the first place. No, it's for variety. The only thing thing that I will say, though, that I do appreciate out of all three trades is we're getting rid of Landry Shamit. That is the common theme and the common thread. For that, I thank you. Uh, But outside of that, Listen, I think if you look at it from an NBA perspective, right, trying to be unbiased is all hell, and you look at what the Pacers would get in Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and DeAndre Ayton, and what the Suns would get in Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon, you would say that the Pacers won that trade. Um, I think that the Pacers get get better, um, whereas you can't necessarily say the same thing about the Suns. You know, they might be neutral, um, you know, when you're in the totality of it. So I'm just not on board with this. I, I, I just I, – I also want – I, I acknowledge that I very much want more for DA and I don't think that's going to happen. Right. It's not my favorite DA deal that we've, that we've seen. I think if you go to Atlanta, you're probably going to get better value than this particular one. If it wound up happening, I could live with it just because it gives you a center that you can, can play in your system, not as good as DA, but it fixes your backup point guard situation and you still have your mid-level to go out there and shop with it puts cam in the starting lineup it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world i guess it's again we've talked about this so many times but in case anyone in the chat has not tuned into some of those other podcasts in the past you're not going to get equal value in a da sign and trade because of the financial uh stipulations with a sign and trade deal his outgoing salary only counts as half of the 30 million that the next team would be signing him to, which makes it really hard to make those numbers work. That's why we're not getting TJ Warren back. 
We're not getting Jalen Smith back. Also, those guys have like Warren has been injured for the past three years. So I don't know why you would want TJ Warren back. He was anyway. injured when he was here. You yeah. would not want TJ <laughs> Warren. And Jalen Smith, I'm pretty sure they can't even bring him back yet anyway because they let they already traded him. But uh yeah, it, it's tough. It's not the best scenario. Again, this is if you are forced into a corner where DA is leaving and you don't want to match and sign and trade is the only option to merge the two. Like you have to get something out of DA. You can't let him walk for free. So that's what this alternative would be. This is not something that I would advise the Suns to proactively go out and do. Because as we've said so many times, we believe the best course is to bring DA back, extend Cam Johnson, keep the core together for the long term. But we're just showcasing realistic um, right. type of trades the Suns could be looking at if they want to move well, on from DA. Yes. And you know why we're looking at these? Why? It's because of this. Shane, run it, baby. Oh, God. Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. <laughs> what just happened? I don't even know what. For I, those I of you know. listening on audio, that was Lindsay's cartoon head on a dancing baby with an auto-tuned Lindsay saying Trade Machine Tuesday. No, that was an auto-tune. That, was that wasn't – wow. Lindsay, I'm impressed. Trade Machine Tuesday. Trade Machine Tuesday. Do you know who's officially on – Stop it, Shane. Trade Machine Who's officially on my list? Saul, Emma, and Shane. Top three on my list. Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> We're going to need that uh, in. Told, Emma sent that to me last week and I completely forgot oh, about it until like midway through, through this segment. I was like, oh my God, we got to play that. Oh, so we need embarrassing. a We need a gif of that for social. No, for we sure. don't. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. God, my ears are hot now. That made me really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Jay in the chat, give it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God! All right. Um, <laughs> hopefully you guys. Hopefully you know what I really, really get some embarrassing footage of you guys out at the pool party this Saturday that OGs oh, is hosting geez. at the Maya Day Club. Like uh, that's all I can hope for is some redemption, some embarrassing things for you guys here. <laughs> If you guys want clip, to, I saw a clip of the Maya Day Club. I think yesterday, I think on TikTok, and it's exactly what I thought it would be. And I'm very like, oh shit, here we yeah. go. Uh, do I even belong here? <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, go, no. but uh... it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. I hope you guys have the most fun of all time. Um, and everyone listening, if you guys want to join the Joint Crew and OGs. At the Maya Day Club in Scottsdale. That's happening this Saturday, June 25th. So be sure to check that out. Head out there. Say what's up to the crew. And also, just a reminder, OG's G's, their first ever limited additional seasonal flavor, a pina colada, a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that's just in time for all your summer fun. You can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com, Instagram, OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. But just a reminder, you have to be 21 years or older to purchase, okay? All right, the last... Can you pronounce that flavor again? No. 
Pina colada. Pina colada. Pina colada. I, I only bring it up because colada? I got uh, one of one of our listeners uh, messaged me on Instagram. He's from Italy, and he informed me that I have mispronounced my last name. I saw for my that. Entire life. I saw somebody in the chat that was left that was last week. They were like, "Where's Espo? I have to teach him how to sound him right." <laughs> he he sent me audio. Of how yeah. I say it and how it's supposed to be said. It's I was very impressed. Esposito, esposito. Right? It's an emphasis esposito. on the O. Esposito. Oh. Yeah. I like it that. My, my, my heritage comes from uh, Germany, so I have not had a German reach out to me and say that I'm saying my last <laughs> name the wrong way. It's not Bookman. It's Bookman! <laughs> Wait, es- Espo, you, you say bruschetta, right? You don't say bruschetta? I say bruschetta, correct. Okay, okay, good. Oh, I was just, like, I feel a, like that's about to be a war between the just, two. Of just just an Italian like lesson for anyone listening. It's not bruschetta, it's bruschetta. That'd be like saying tortilla. It's tortilla. Come on now. Let's let's learn about other cultures today. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just so excited for today's show because we had so many lessons, lessons on pronunciation, lessons on the right way to refer to upcoming seasons. Like this has just been such an informative show. And I'm so glad you, that we got into all like of these conversations. Lesson? <laughs> sure. I, at the at the beginning of the show, I put out on the PHNX underscore Suns account. If you were to say next season right now, you're referring to the 2022-23 season or the 2022 or 2023-24 season. 96% say you're referring to the 2022-23 season. Suck it. Oh, rat. Hold up. Hold up. But you, but you forgot you had one fatal flaw in that poll. You didn't say Lindsay said 2022. Oh, give me a break. Was this season that changes everything. That's why I was on board with her. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> we already learned a very a lesson a couple weeks ago, Saul. You can't use that on me anymore. It just it's not there. Okay, last thing, just briefly, I do want to touch on this before we say goodbye. We also saw another rumor. Uh, I don't know, like 30 minutes before the show started, that this, that Brian Windhorse of ESPN said the Sixers and Suns are showing interest in trading for Eric Gordon. Any thoughts on that this time around? Are they also showing interest in a time machine? Because that would have been <laughs> nice, like back in February. I, I look, they're, I, I they're actually talking about it inside a hot tub. So. <laughs> hot tub time machine there and, we and go. they've got a delorean parked out front so they're prepared on every angle look i i like eric gordon on this team i still think he'd be helpful but he makes i think 19.6 million dollars next season and if you're going to do that you might as well get an upgrade like malcolm brogdon um you know he's he's nice but i i just unless you're giving up a lot less than the rockets were asking for at the trade deadline it, it doesn't do as much for me now as it would have done a couple months ago yeah. What if you trade Landry Shaman? Uh, I mean, yeah, but you'd still have to package another salary with that because he only makes nine and a half million. So you'd have to find a way to make up that difference with someone like, I mean, it would probably either be Dario Saric or Jay Crowder off the top of my head. Um, one of those two with Shamit. But then you're uh, still going to have to put a pick in. They're not going to do it just for that. So then. Right. Then you're giving up almost as much as you're thinking you'd have to give up for Brogdon for for Gordon, who's what five years older, more expensive. 
or mm-hmm. not more expensive, just as expensive almost, and and just as injury prone. I I'd rather go after Brogdon. And he's older than Brogdon too, which like Brogdon is old for given when he joined the league, but like Gordon's like 33, 34, something like that. So. It's 34, right? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like it's it's too little too late at this point. That ship has sailed. Yeah. yeah. Like move on, move on <laughs> from would have been, could have been sort of situation. So it, I'm it, just not here for it, I guess. I w- I will say it would be kind of funny though, because I did at exit interviews a month ago, ask James Jones about, you know, his trade deadline strategy and mentioned Eric Gordon and he didn't bite on it, but he said like, Oh no, I don't regret anything that I did. You can't look at it that way. I, you know, pursued all avenues and uh, considered all options. And I made the decisions that I feel were best for the team. So it would be interesting if like a couple months later, he winds up trading for Eric Gordon right after saying that but eric gordon's heart's still here been here since 2012 so yeah reunite with it all right so if you guys are planning on having a lot of fun this weekend maybe at the maya day club with the phnx crew or with your friends or family whatever you're doing this summer we want you to stay safe and healthy so covid19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older those 12 and older are also necessary for a booster to find a location or get more information on how this is one of the best ways to prevent severe disease from COVID-19, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Thank you all for they're, tuning in. They're asking in the chat, where, when's the Sprite Challenge going down? Okay, well, okay. <laughs> here's the, the Sprite Challenge. It's going to happen. I felt, so we had talked about doing it last Friday because we normally do these types of things on Fridays. However, because Espo was the one who really won it for you, for you and Espo, I felt like Espo deserved to be here. Place? Oh, I gave him grief last Friday. Gerald straight up sunk our <laughs> ship. Like 100%. Yeah, because you wouldn't let me have Mario Party. I would have won the damn poll if I had Mario Party on my side. But no, no virtual board games. Okay, well, you still pick bad (laughs) other board games, I did not. (laughs) The people need to educate themselves on sequence. That is a top-tier board game. You you suck as a GM board game. Just deal with it, all right? That's the first poll that I've, like, ever finished last in. So don't come at me. I think it is literally the first one you've ever finished last in, and it's the first one I ever decided to team up with you on. So I don't know what's going on in this world. But anyway. decisions all around. Anyway. I felt it wouldn't make it wouldn't be fair if we did the sprite challenge without Espo present. So we decided to move it, and then we also felt that it would be better to do it when we were all back in the students in person because it'd be more fun, I think. So maybe this Friday, if not this Friday, definitely next week. Um, but we'll keep you guys posted. We'll we'll make sure that we give you at least one day heads up of when we're going to do Why it. Why not at the okay. draft party when we're there for four and a half? No, no, we can't do it in the studio. That's the, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to uh, basically Sprite and spitting up. I don't yeah, want but we're, we're moving everywhere. soon. So what difference does it make? <laughs> well, we still have equipment. I suppose. Oh, fair. <laughs> not just the carpet. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, so it's coming. Don't worry, guys. And this is like super set on doing the tortilla challenge. So we'll get to some point too. 
that basically just told me don't buy Espo's house when he puts it on the market. Oh, we're moving anyway. Let's just damage the whole thing. Oh, that's when the house parties happen. You know? <laughs> uh, um, Josh said my GIF is already in the Discord. So thanks yes. for that, guys. Appreciate you. Oh, hell yeah, Josh. Love that. Love that. Uh, if you are not in our Discord, become a member at gophnx.com and get access to that Discord. It is, it's something. I'll, say, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love how you just sold that. You just reluctantly sold that. So good. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You're like, well, if you want a membership, you should go. <laughs> I'm a little salty, so. <laughs> I'm saying the words. Match the words right now. I'm joking. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. So come hang out with us then. Until that time, you can follow me on Twitter at literaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember. Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. Train Machine Tuesday. I'm going to end the show if you don't, Shane. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs>